you're clapping. I'm talking about you. We're not you You're Puerto Rican? Yeah, I'm Puerto Rican. I would really appreciate it if we would use the term biblical. Mucha crema, tus tacos, y se te quema el arroz. Hell yeah, mojón. Rather than just using the word Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of For Christ y Cultura. What's going on, mi gente? I am here with my co-host. This is Lauren. And this is Josue from Philadelphia. <laughs> we got to mention where we're from every time. Wait, wait, wait. And that's it? That's all you got, bro? That's, that's it. it? You usually have six this, names. That's, no that's AKAs? It, that's, it, that's it for this week. That's, what? It's, uh, I'm feeling a little nasally, so it's, it's AKA tissue paper. <laughs> <laughs> AKA tissue paper. So, what's going on, mi gente? How are you guys doing? Um, it's kind of weird. I would I was expecting this to go a little longer because uh, Sway always has extra to record. <laughs> well, well. well uh, Thank you for listening to another episode of For Christ Cultura. Subscribe our podcast. <laughs> like, that would be the worst. That would be the worst. Hey, yo, my week was dope, though, man. Um, we did our our um, our church outreach event oh, yesterday, yeah. which was giving out water rice and pretzels, and that that went pretty well. We saw um, somebody from from around the way come through today. But the most important thing uh, from yesterday was to basically make our presence mm. known in the neighborhood. A lot of people that came by um, as we talked to them, they're like, oh, this is a church, you know, because we're a storefront. Oh, so okay. even though we have the sign and even though we have the signage and everything, um, people still don't know it's a church. So we were able to explain to them, you know, that, yeah, it's a church and this is what we preach. And um, we have to talk to a few people. But... Um, hopefully within the next couple of weeks, we keep, um, showing our faces out and about and folks will, um, will come in. I think that's a really good thing just because, um, I think with this generation, people do value more relationships and it's harder because, especially with Christianity, because it's just not one of those uh, things anymore where like you were saying we can go on the street corner and start yelling out things like you have to build a relationship with people and get them in and and gently <laughs> get them to the gospel not like hey this is it so i think that's awesome yeah. what y'all are doing Please God, man. yeah making your presence known bro i think yeah that's 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 important that's amazing and you said before that you that your church was super close to you right to where you live Yep, it's like a 13 minute walk or, or or a one minute drive. Do you do you have a car sway? Um, I do. Okay. Um, it's currently not working. Is <laughs> the car is so you don't have a car? Uh, yes, I don't have a car. No, no. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so so the answer is no. <laughs> Uh, no, the reason why I asked that is because 
you sent us this earlier this week you sent us a video of you and your son on the subway and it was tripping me out because i'm like damn like life is so different in each of our locations like we're all on the same podcast but life is so different where we're all from you know we got we got philadelphia we got texas we got freaking nevada you know like i don't know if you guys realize how different that is you know like and uh yeah and when you're riding the subway i'm like dang we we don't got a subway bro like we're kind of close to everything so though we have a subway what you saw was the the l which is actually over top of everything and um and we we take that because at um my wife goes to school one day a week on that particular day we 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 ride the Mm. the the bus or the train right she drops the nene off to me and then we hit the the um the L, which is what we call it, the the, the elevated train, yeah, or the bus home. Dang, and so do you guys do that every day? No, no, just once a week. Just once a week. Mm-hmm. But All now, right. but but now but that then, we don't have a car, it'll be every day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but at least you can get around. So, Lauren, how was your week? My week was um was pretty good, just. Going to work, working out still, doing all that, you know, how it is, nothing new. Um, except for on Saturday, I just completed the membership class for my church that I've been going to for two years. So I'm very excited to finally be an official member. Um, so, yeah, like I like I know we were talking about church membership last week and how important it is to be a member. But um, give it like give me some grace. I, the, every time that they had the um, membership class, I was always working. So at this time, I see swing dancing at this time. Um, I actually had time to go and to really um, dive in and to see what um, my church is about and it's i mean like i already knew what it was about but it was just like refreshing to be reminded like what i'm signing up not only what i'm signing up for but what christ has called me to do and it's just lined up to like all my own convictions and all of that so i'm i'm excited and i will be a part of the sovereign grace um ministries so it's you know it's pretty cool i'll be a part of um i'll be a part of that dope damn lauren getting involved becoming a member (laughs) <laughs> That's what I'm talking yep. about. Hey, we were all Put dancing her hand in the to the plow. Yep. <laughs> really excited. Putting her money where her mouth is. <laughs> I'm super, super happy for you, and I'm happy that. Yeah. And we're getting some good feedback on that, um, on that, um, on that church episode. I'm so excited yeah. about that. I'm pretty like, cool. I wasn't expecting that, honestly, but. After I saw Martin um, share that, I was like, "Oh, this like yeah. this is for real, for real now." Now we're getting we're getting out there. <laughs> Bro, shout out to Martin. That 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 guy is like a huge like fan. <laughs> he's a brother, and he's 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 so dope. He supports everything we do. And, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, she's always he's always showing love, bro, on on Instagram. On yes. Facebook or, or wherever, you know, shout out, shout out him. And his latest episode on Reform Raza uh, is super dope because they got their wives on yes, there. Yes, I heard it. So they're talking about, yeah, they're talking about like how they got together, like how they walk with Christ, about submission. Like it's a super, super dope episode. I think it's my favorite episode, actually. It was really good. I 
Um, I was listening to it while I was sick one day, and I was kind of like um, cleaning and all of that. And I got the chance to listen to that episode, and it was just, it was so good. And it was pretty cool to um, hear that Justin, I think his name is, um, <laughs> is was a cheerleader. And I'm like, okay. yes, fellow cheerleaders unite. <laughs> I was so excited about hey. that. Hey, so freaking um, the Justin, one of the co-hosts, his wife straight up put him on blast. I've, it, it was so funny. It was such a like funny moment wives do um, that ep- yeah he, she just straight up said oh yeah like we used to do cheerleading together and then like everybody got quiet like wait what <laughs> and he's like oh i had a reputation <laughs> he's like that's all gone now like the hearers thought that i was hard and all this it was super funny bro it was so funny i think the really good um like the part that stuck out to me was um his wife's testimony about how she didn't go through like anything like super hard or she didn't grow up in the streets or anything like that but you know christ just saved her and i kind of related to that not that i didn't go through like tough times as a kid or anything like that but you know i didn't grow up in the streets i didn't grow up like being whatever but you know like by the grace of god like he saved me Mm -hmm. from that yep but you know i kind of related to her a little bit um about the whole growing up thing and feeling out of place in church. So, you know, shout out to her. Like, that was really cool. Yeah. So go check them out, guys. Um, we'll link their their feed or their, uh, their thing on our show notes so you guys can see what we're talking about. All right, so this next segment is called What's Your Beef? All right, that's when we're going to talk about things that throughout the week that have gotten on our nerves that have taken us out of character that have been that have driven us completely out of our minds right and we want to tell it to the world today and 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 this is also a time that our audience can participate call in and let us know what is your beef and we'll put it on the air as well so i'll start first this week, my beef is this hot behind weather out here in Philadelphia. <laughs> so this is kind of like a, this is kind of like if you guys seen Family Guy, it's like, you know what really grinds my gears. <laughs> so you know what grinds so, my gears. So picture us like in in, an, in a news anchor place, dressed up and with a cup of coffee. You you really know what's our beef? Yeah. This hot weather is no reason. And look, if you have a baby, all right, and you know it's 110 <laughs> degrees outside. No, not for the baby. Not, Don't go for the babies first. Look, look, look. This is no, this is gonna be first. It's gonna be no. It's, it's a parent. If if you got a grandbaby or a baby, and you go to Walmart and it's 110 degrees outside, do not put your baby inside that hot behind seat. Thank you. It, it is hot. It is hot, and it's metal. <laughs> it's metal, y'all. So the baby starts crying. Don't slap the baby oh. in the mouth and say, "Be quiet." Oh. No, no, the baby, the baby's crying. It's the baby's crying because it's hot. The the it's seat hot, is probably yeah. 110 degrees. It's made out of metal. It's Walmart. Walmart don't care about your baby. Walmart is expecting you not to nope. come to, not to go to Walmart with your baby. Your baby's first of all, that baby's five years old. Why ain't that baby walking, right? And why that baby ain't got no shoes on? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> 
I don't understand what that five year old baby ain't got no shoes on. That's my beef, y'all. What's your, what, 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 what's your beef, John? Dang. Okay. <laughs> okay, then. And the baby is so hot that the baby's not even wearing any pants. It's just like in the diaper. <laughs> so their little Why legs are being like. Yeah. Baby got legs now. <laughs> baby just slowly melting away. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that was, yeah, 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 that's actually my beef, too. (laughs) I just never thought about it, but now that you mention it, (laughs) now that you mention it, I know. (laughs) That's amazing. That's amazing. I, Lauren. You could uh, go ahead. I'm going to think about what's my beef. Okay. I, have, I need a couple seconds to think about. Okay. Th- no, this isn't actually in conjunction with what Sway said. But, um, no, when parents... See, you triggered a whole bunch of feelings that we have. You triggered a <laughs> no, whole bunch I, of... No, I am the type <laughs> of person... That... I am the type of person that loves the heat. Like, I love... I love... 100 plus degree weather that's just me wow I've always have. step behind me satan <laughs> but you know what what really um what really gets me going is when these parents leave their kids in the car and it's hot and Ooh. i just i just read an article the other day in new york that um these parent uh, this dad left their his twin babies in the back of the seat while um he went to go to work and they died they were infants and i'm just like why would you think about doing that there's so many stories about these kids dying or being hospitalized because they're in the back seat with no air no ventilation no nothing and that happens like what like to me what goes through your mind as a mom or or a dad that Oh, hey, it's okay to leave my kid in the back seat. Like, why not? No. No, you got no sense upstairs. I'm sorry. Like I just That's crazy. That makes me yeah. mad. Yeah. It's crazy cuz like I'm so cautious with my kids, like anything they do. Uh, I'm just so like cuidadoso. I don't, I don't know yeah. how to say that in English. Uh cuidadoso protective. is like um, protective. Yeah, cautious. protective, yeah. protective. Cautious. Yeah, cautious like with them and and to like know that there's people out there who like don't even care and just leave their car, their kids in the car. It's Straight child neglect, you know. Yep. And people think that's okay. No. What's your beef? Did you, did you finally think of something? Yeah, right. I, I got a beef. I got a beef that I think we could all relate, and it's actually like a current news little thing. So my beef is I don't I don't want to sound wrong, but my beef. Oh, do it. Just say it. Just do it. Okay. Just do it. Yeah, just I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about how I'm going to phrase this. But let me phrase it with the current event that's happening right now with it. So, it did you. What? I said, offend it with love. Okay. <laughs> so, this is what happened. So, um, there's a street preacher that was protesting Kirk Franklin's concerts. He was standing outside and yelling at him, holding a sign saying that. Uh, he wasn't a Christian, and he went so far as not even shaking his hand or acknowledging him as a believer. So, my beef is 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 Christians 
that are zealous for the truth because you know the guy is zealous but um i don't know who who it was but i think uh it was either charles spurgeon or john calvin said one time that um the bible or truth in the hands of the fool is like what do you say is like is like a is like like a like a fool wielding a sword yes you know that's my beef brothers and sisters in the lord that that put us to shame like that it's 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 people like that it's people who who other people that go out and shame other other like homosexuals um it's people that go out and like disrespect um muslims and do it in a way where it is not loving and and I know a lot of people will freaking get on me with this, but there is a way that you can get your point across, preach the gospel, and do all those things Without, that is not yeah. out there put with a sign saying um, that all Muslims like are going to hell or Muslim like Islam is, you know. And 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 if you would talk to me theologically, if we would say like, what do you think about Islam? I would probably be. Um, par and par with what you believe about Islam. All right. So I'm not, I'm not going soft on, on, on them, you know, but I believe that there's a different way that you could approach things. Same thing with, with, with homosexuals, same thing with the LGBT community. Mm -hmm. These brothers uh, that do these things, um, um, that's, that's who I have beef with. So. We are at this segment, um, Song of the Week, and this week, have you guys listened to that 116 Summer 19 playlist? Have you guys listened to it? I have not. I listened to a few of the songs, and those Johns were fire. <laughs> Bruh, like I was... It was such a hard time. I had such a hard time trying to choose which one of all those songs I wanted to choose as a song of the week. But what I did know is that one of them was going to be my song of the week because fire, bro. Mm -hmm. Like like we say on the West Coast, hella fire. <laughs> mm. It was it was mm. hella, 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 hella dope. I, I, every track that, that came on, I was just vibing to. It was super dope. There's artists that I already knew of, and then there's artists that I had no idea who they were, but they were super dope, and the collabs were amazing. So this song is one of the collabs that I was super excited for, and I think is super relevant to our show because both these brothers are Latinos. Mm. So we are going to play, we are going to play glory yes by what up rg featuring gavi Woo! that joan <laughs> so you know what i i I'm just excited. came to this song and i'm like this is this this has got to be it and uh so we're gonna hear that right here this is glory by what up rg featuring gavi i'll see you on the other side yo whoa whoa Whoa, holy, yes, huh, huh, whoa, pull up on 10 with ease. 
about to take a plane. Shout out to Alicia, her son about to take the game. Ain't no worries, ain't no hurry. I buy relief, I inform me. No side, no me. That's little holy. I'm on 10 with all my woadies. I've been good, I'm okay. Dodging bull, let go lay. This my year, this my day. Oh, dance, I just, I'm on a whole nother level. I'm dodging the devil. They hitting my line and I block. Finally, better they watch the novellas, but I need a drama to stop. This that gleam, this that super speed. Just grip on the beat. This that beam, this that 116. You can't touch the team. Pull up on 10 with ease. Know what it meant to be. Money don't grow on trees. Sun got the hands on me. Gloria, gloria, Dios. Gloria, gloria, Dios. Gloria, gloria, Dios. Gloria, gloria, Dios. Whoa, whoa, tu fidelidad. I remember screaming that off the top in the south. Flow it up, Gloria, yeah. Whoa, ain't night, night, day. Shout out to the Dominican Republic, y'all. Understand about it to me, told me God got it. Yeah, thank you, Raymond. So days, thank you, Mama. You prayed. I never forgot how you won't stop. Miami day, pull it to the studio, run it like Rufio. This ain't even finished, bro. <laughs> but I got my own studio. Pull up on 10 with ease. Know what it meant to be. Money don't go on trees. Yo, why they snap like that? Why they snap like that? I was not ready. Woo! I was not ready. Gloria, Gloria, Dios. Gloria, Gloria, Dios. Oh. Bro. I don't understand, bro. I I was not ready for (laughs) that song. And let me just tell y'all, I love What Up RG's voice. Like, I could listen to him all day and that just like whoa like i was not ready okay like yo if you guys would have seen um our video chat right now we were we were all jamming out <laughs> getting down raising our hands <laughs> dancing like the expression on you guys' face was like they snapping bro like all oh, this this collab <laughs> This collab, <laughs> I wanted to happen for a long time. And, and when I saw that they were doing a song together, I was just so excited. And it did not disappoint. It did no. not disappoint. No, that thing is real. So good. That thing so, is so real. good. There's um, a couple of lyrics that, that stand out to me that I think is are super dope. I'm going to do it off the top of my head because I did not pull the lyrics <laughs> up like I regularly do. But um, he, Gavi, Gavi said uh, when he when he started his verse, he says, tu, "Tu fidelidad." I remember screaming that in the back out in South Florida uh-huh. or whatever. So that song, "Tu fidelidad." Have you guys heard that song? Um, it's like an old school uh, worship song. It starts like. Tu fidelidad es grande. Tu fidelidad. Yeah, yeah. So, I haven't heard yes. that song. so that, um, that right there just brought back a whole bunch of memories because um, I grew up in in you know the Spanish speaking uh, Pentecostal church. So we 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 definitely sang that. Uh, that was one of those worship joints that you would. Like people would like go on the floor and just like cry, bro. Like go into the altar and just raise your hands and just release. That's the, that was that kind of song. So when he said that, I was like, oh, because I remember saying that. I remember singing that, and I forgot about that song, you know. 
and that brought up good memories. Tu fidelidad, you know. Um, tu fidelidad is it means um, your faithfulness is it, it's tu fidelidad is grande. Your faithfulness is big, is huge, Great. and it's yes. it, yep. And it's talking about God's faithfulness to us, uh, even though we are sinners, He's still faithful. So, um, I really like that line. Um, so that was my song. Super, super dope song. I w- loved every second of that song. And uh, shout out Gavi. Right. Yeah. 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 Shout out Gavi. Shout out What Up RG. We love you. Keep That's them right. coming. That's right. That's right. Get on our podcast. Oh, yeah. Hey. For the free One day. One day. One day. One day. Primeramente Dios. Primeramente Dios. We are going to have more. Um, we're going to have people like that on our show. That is my goal. Name it and claim it. I'm just kidding. No, don't do that. No. <laughs> we do not preach that kind of gospel over here, but. <laughs> All right. So so now we, 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 we own it. We, we're about to start talking about the main topic tonight. Are you homeschooling or not? What's your thoughts? What's your questions? What's your responses? Like what when you think about homeschooling, what's going through your head? What's some some scriptural some scriptural biblical systematic theology dialogical <laughs> Sorry that like, when you think about homeschooling, what scriptures come to mind? <laughs> if any. <laughs> wait, wait, for, wait. First of all, who, who's here for homeschooling? Are you the guys for homeschooling? Okay, so who's going first? <laughs> homeschooling or nah? Who's going first? I'll go first, just cause. Okay. I mean, like, I'm not married and I don't have kids, but I mean, yeah. So I think homeschooling is not bad. I'm not against it, but I'm also um, not for the people who demonize um, putting their kids in public school. Um, Because for one, I don't know what the Lord is going to have for me. And if Lord willing, if I have kids, I would love to homeschool. Honestly, I would I would really like to have that because one, um, I remember how hard school was for me. Um, Not so much like with academics or anything like that but I had a really hard time with like being around people and like getting and the bullying and stuff like that so um for me I want to protect my kids and not have that ever happen to them but also too like I would be able to teach them not only what um not only academics but um you know the scriptures too so I'd have a little bit more freedom in that um, but I'm also not against public school because it is not also not all bad. Um, and it depends on where you are. So, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely for it, but I'm also not against putting my kids in public schools. So that's just me. Mm, that's good. I think we have a really good perspective here on For Christ Cultura because, uh, Lauren, <laughs> speak about homeschooling kids. Uh, this is my son Noah. Say hi, hi Noah. Hi. Say hi. What's up? I want a baby. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> he came up. Say Aww. bye. Bye. 
Um, I think we have a good perspective because Lauren is single and she doesn't have kids. Uh, me and Sway have uh, are married and have kids. And I don't know about Sway, but I, we actually homeschooled last year. And uh, this year we are not homeschooling. So homeschooling, number one, I think um, is totally foreign to most, if like almost all, like the majority of Latinos, when you bring up homeschooling, they're like, what? Like you're gonna school your children at your <laughs> in your house? Like you? Like you're not a teacher? You know, it's like total foreign to us. Um, in my experience, I don't know about you guys. I, I'm I'm willing to to see you guys' thoughts, but in my experience, every single person that we told, um, Latino that we told, my mom, um, even like fellow brothers and sisters. Uh, in Christ that were Latinos everybody looked at me strange and looked at my wife like are you serious like you could do that like so my thoughts is that I I like homeschooling for a couple reasons and it has its pros and it has its cons I'm gonna start with the pros the pros is that what I loved about homeschooling is that you can be so intentional and explicit in teaching your kids their faith. So you could, there were so many resources out there that um, are very, very cool and dope and helpful that you could show your kids, um, you know, from catechisms to, to, to like activities and, and all kinds of cool things that you could train up a child in the Lord. And my wife was using this, um, um, this book that went, went through the catechism, the Westminster Confession of Faith, uh, shorter catechism. And um, it was a book that went through the questions, did the answers, and then they did a practical story on that very question. Super practical. And it was like super dope because it'd be like, Billy is like, like, for example, one of the questions could be like, what is sin? And then the answer is sin is a violation of God's law. It is, uh, you know, so and then and then the story would be like Timmy, um, you know, did something and then violated God's law. Like it would bring out a whole story and it would make it so practical that people could apply it to their to their life. And it helped my wife and it helped my son, um, you know, learn the faith and learn what was right and learn what was wrong. So that is something that I loved, loved of homeschooling. So that was the biggest pro. The the con though is that it is very expensive. And even if it's not there is a lot of free resources out there. But but if you want to get good stuff, not just and if you want to get like a curriculum that already is like formatted and it's easier for like the parent to do, um, those books are expensive. We waste, we, we spent around, I could be wrong, but from what I remember, like around $800, 800 to a thousand for the school year, not just by textbooks, just books, just books.
Um, that's and and we all we each each book was like 300 here, 400 here. So we we had to like buy these things. We couldn't buy it all at once. We had to buy like first the math uh, books, the science books, the the Bible stuff. So so we we spent like a couple months uh, purchasing things little 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 by little till we had everything. And it was a lot. Most of the homeschool programs that we found, they were like, oh, this book is only $200. But then you would open, you would get the book, you would open it up, and then inside would say, oh, it would reference another book that they did not sell together. And it's like, wait, what? Like, you can't even do this program without another book that's another $200. That was super frustrating. But more than that, I think the most primary... A reason why we stopped homeschooling was because of the sanity of my wife. So my wife had so much on her plate. She had to keep up with the house. She had to keep up with the kids. Mind you, we have one kid in school, but the two other ones, uh, they're little. So she had a baby. She was pregnant. Um, she was taking care of kids. She's a, and it just became too much. So for the sanity of my wife, um, we had to stop. So... That's just my opinion, you know what I mean? I, I think it's just not for everybody, for every case. But for sure, it was uh, very stressful for my family, very stressful for me. Um, it overflowed to, like, our relationship and uh, life at home, so, and, yeah. And, and, and your story is actually the reason why my family didn't homeschool. Because looking into the cost of it all... It was just way too much. And it would have been, even with our one son, with everything else we wanted to do, it would have been way too, and all of our other responsibilities, it would have been way too much of my wife. And um, and I just, it, it, it was like either push for homeschooling in my home or, um, or um, well, either push for homeschooling and have my wife really like be grumpy and and mm. upset because she ain't got no time for nothing right <laughs> or um send our son to a a at the time it was a, um it was a Mennonite um kinder like like a pre a, a pre a pre a preschool type of thing mm. yeah right but it was it was Mennonite and they they didn't do explicitly Christian things, but they also didn't teach explicitly anti-Christian things either. Yeah. Right. Which was cool, and they also allowed for my son not to stand for pledges of allegiance. Not that that mattered, but I'm just saying. Um, yeah. My son doesn't do it either. <laughs> <laughs> so so then um. So then, there's there's that piece of it, but there's also the piece of it of. Like how much of this is actually us trying to educate our son well, um, and how much is it us trying to fit into the mold of the of the reform culture that we're, we're part of? And I think that was more of the issue. The, the, it was more that we were trying to fit the mold. We were, we were trying to be just as as good and just as reformed and just as good parents yeah. as all the other reformed parents in our church that homeschooled their kids. You know, so it it, it, it it was like it was more of an idol than or covetedness than anything else. 
And I know, like, people will argue, well, like, you have to make sacrifices. And, and that is very true. Like, we, believe me, we did. We, my wife, did not work, did not go back to work. I am still the only income into our family. Okay? So we downgraded on a lot of things. We, I, like, literally tried to do everything. I, I went, I changed my insurance. I changed my phone company. Like, did all these little things so I could afford uh, the schooling and afford my wife to stay home. And, um, we did all these things and still we, we just can't do it anymore. Um, so I, I found out that we are not the only ones. Um, there is people, there's good mothers, pastors, even pastors, wives that don't homeschool, you know? Um, so, okay. I think that I agree with Jonathan about the whole cost thing because it it's very expensive to homeschool. Not everybody can afford that. But my thing is, like I said before, is the fact that our circle demonizes people that send their children to public school and basically tell us that um, you're in sin for doing this. That's not what I um, agree with. I don't think there's anything in scripture, to my knowledge anyway, and if anybody... Um, wants to um ju- wants to correct me on this then i mean like go ahead and go ahead and go for it like i'm i'm open i'm not gonna be like no um i don't want you correcting me but i think that there's nothing in scripture that mandates homeschooling or says that we're in sin if we send our kids to public school now um Vody Bauckham, he's one of my favorite preachers but he is one of the biggest ones that is an advocate for homeschooling and um he does have very good points but um one thing that he did say was um how do we expect our children to follow christ when we send them to roman uh or to caesar every day to get their education which i i do agree like that has you know that has a good um point to that but at the same time it's just that some of us can't afford it and that's okay like there's nothing wrong with sending your child to public school. Oh, um, now the other thought came to me. Um, Vadi also made a point, too, about putting pressure on our kids to be, um, to spread the gospel at school and to do, like, do all these things, which we, um, I think sometimes Christian parents can take that um to one extreme or the other where it's just like oh we're only going to homeschool or if you go to public school then you need to be you need to be a light to everybody and um preach the gospel to every single person which that again that has a good point and that has um some things in there that you know that are true that yes we do need to be the light but don't put that pressure on your kid to you know you have to preach the gospel you have to do this you know um so that's those are my thoughts when it comes to that. Here's he, he here's a, a few points that I would, like as we're talking. I'm thinking about the people that I, that I personally know that do homeschool, and all of them are people who have like serious money. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean they're, they're not millionaires, but these people that have their own businesses. These are people that 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 um that have retired from their from their they're not hurting. from their jobs, right? So they they own their houses already. Um, so when I think of that, I I don't think of a lot of the Latinos that I know. 
a lot of the, a lot of the Latinos that I know, they're they're renting still. Um, a lot of Latinos I know um, are either right above the poverty line, or just like right above it, or below the poverty line. Um, like like my family, my family's right above the poverty line in Philadelphia, right? But I know plenty. I know a lot of people that I come that I interact with through work or through through the neighborhood here that are way below the poverty line, and they're Christians, right? So how how do some of how how, how do we deal with the kind of pressure that the reform some of the some in the reform culture would um, put on on folks like that to homeschool their children um and i think that part of it is that they just don't know anybody that's poor yeah um they 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 don't know nobody that that don't own their own house they don't know anybody that that's that's my assumption i might be wrong but when i when i see people who demonize folks who public school their children or when i when 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 i read um um, family shepherding by Vadi Bachman, and he's got this whole chapter on how to instruct your children, and part of that is homeschooling. And like when you put that in a book, <laughs> you're you're almost explicitly saying that is what that is what your position is as being right and correct, and it's it's the best way, and it's not oh, the yeah. best way. It's it's a good way for sure. Like yeah, if you got it homeschool your child you know so it's it's a lot safer but um that's that that's also a little a, a sense like a little bit of fatalism in people who really push for homeschooling because it's the right way to go it's like if if, if i homeschool my kid they'll end up being all right whereas if i send them to public school you know the devil might get in the juice and they might drink it you know, it's, it's, it's fatalistic almost. So, um, that, that, that's one of the issues I have. The pressure, thankfully, thank the Lord that the pressure comes from, because in the reform community is so small most of the time in, in all play, like in most places, it's so small. You know, you find very, very little reform people in most places that I never experienced direct, like face to face um, pressure to homeschool. But it was more like Internet, like yeah. people on the Internet That's where I've seen pressure. It. You know, it was it was that it was like. Um, that uh, series by Vody Bakum that Lauren was talking about that is actually what pushed me um, to homeschool and like I you know he's he he was like I don't know I don't know where he's from but he was he was like not not anywhere close to me yeah he was not anywhere close to me like no I had nobody who knew him but um, he, his position is very very strong on homeschooling and um, yeah it, it, it did convince me and I and I think that um, like Sway said I don't think it's I don't think it's like it's good it is good we're not saying it's not good but it is not like I said earlier it's not just, it's not for everybody and not everybody could do it um, in my case if you're if you're not 
if the Latinos that I know, if they don't, aren't under poverty level or poor, they are either no more renting a house. They're, they're, they bought a house and now both the, the, both the, the husband and the wife have to work now because of the house. So this is, this is people that aren't poor. So they're medium now. They're in like middle class. And now being middle class, you actually have to have your wife work or else you're not going to afford that house. So, um, like Sway said, now that I think about it, I think most people that I know personally, um, I'm not saying they're rich, but they are very, very, uh, more well off than, than myself and most people in my community, um, that homeschool. So that is there. That is very very true so i think that that's a big I mean, factor that's really what it comes down to uh, it, yeah. it, it doesn't come down to anything else because scripture doesn't demand it scripture doesn't yes. demand it anywhere that, that they need to own school um so so i yeah, think that you, that we could talk about that bro because i know the the scripture that that they use to defend it we could talk about that well, yeah for sure yeah, let me pull it up real quick. It's um, it's 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 a in in, in Deuteronomy, ah. right? Um, that that that, that, that talks about you should um, you should teach a child. Wait, hold up, teach a child yeah. the, 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 the 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 Lord's ways, um, in 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 the home when you go out, um, on the yep. road. Like, like, like that, 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 the, the whole idea of, of teaching your child the Lord's ways, but that's, that's the extent of it though. You feel me? That is the extent of it. Um, in, in Ephesians, it talks about, um, training your, 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 your child up, um, in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Right. And, yeah. and, um, and, and there is a, there's the proverb that said, that talks about training up your, your, your child and, um, Train up the child in, in the way they should go, and they will not depart from it, right? So yeah. you you have these scriptures, right? That that um that folks kind of lean on to support um to support homeschooling, along with the fact that um Titus was was taught by his his mother and grandmother, right? Grandmother, and yep. so that so 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 that kind of like um gives them. The the, the uh, um, s- some more scriptural scriptural um, ammunition, but these are things that are talking about the things of the Lord. This is talking about um, the, the the scriptures. This is not talking about calculus, mathematics, um, um, English, or or whatever language you you you're, you're speaking or learning. This is speaking about scripture. Um, so mm-hmm. when, when that type of pressure is put on people, um, and they say that it's you know the, the, this is what the Bible teaches and this is the way that the Bible um, calls us to live, I think that that's really ridiculous. It really puts um, a lot of pressure, uh, unneeded pressure, on people. I've gone through that pressure personally. Like like you you went through through it through, through um, by the internet. I went through it personally because I had people mm-hmm. in my congregation who were yeah. homeschooling, right? So I felt that I wasn't living up. To what a Christian was in my context, if I was in homeschooling, um, and then other yeah. other people would also comment, you know, that that my wife is working and that she shouldn't work, that that only I should be working and she should be staying home, you know, taking yeah. care of the child. 
So what did I do? I told my wife to stop working, to stay home, to to, to, to take care of the child, to home. And, and then I told her, when, when he gets of age, you'll homeschool him. That's what I told her, right? Because that's what that's what it was, right? Yeah. But I didn't I didn't know how how much it costs emotionally, financially, yeah. all of that. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Um, you know, coming from somebody that has homeschooled and point blank, I'll just say that if if we were in an ideal place in our family, in our marriage, in financially, I would still homeschool my kids. If we had enough money, number one, if um, we didn't have so many kids, because that's a big one. Like, I can't push that enough how big that is for, for my wife, how frustrating that was for, for my wife. Um, and if all this, you know, if, if we lived in a perfect world, I would do it. I would do it, um, but you know I'm not doing it next year because we don't we don't live in a perfect world. So, um, and and come like coming from somebody who did homeschool and is for it still, I cannot say dogmatically that this is what the Bible teaches. And if you don't do this, then you're in sin. And even though they might not say it so explicitly, but if you say that the Bible teaches something and you do what's contrary to what the Bible says, then what is that? That is sin, right? That is sin, right? Just be straight up. Yeah. And people won't say it like that, but that's... Oh, yeah, there is people that will say it like that, but most people that I've met won't say it like that. So... So I am not to that point where I'm so dogmatic that I say like, no, this is what the Bible teaches. And if you're not like this, then you can't be a Christian um, or you're not following the Lord's ways. Um, I think there is very, very good arguments for it. And um, like I said, if, if I could, if I could, I would. Um, but I, I just can't right now. You know, I can't. And um, I think this year we're going to go public school, but. Um, maybe in the future we could uh, find like a Christian school that doesn't cost an arm and a leg, you know. And if that doesn't work, and if that doesn't work, then um, then we have to keep uh, going to public school, like you know. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. So so. No, go ahead. I, I was gonna I, I was gonna say that what I want our listeners to to get from this. Is not like our disdain or anything like that for for homeschooling because as as Jonathan says he's for it and yeah, and, and to an extent and to an extent I'm for it as well if you have the means what what we're trying to get across is if you don't got it like that don't force it because what's gonna yeah. happen is you're going That's to good. stress out your wife you're gonna stress yourself out. You're, you're, you're going to put pressure on your family that you don't need to put. If you don't got it like that, don't stress it. Because the the Lord ain't going to be... The, 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 the Lord ain't pleased if, you, if, if you're if out here trying to stress yourself out for something he ain't even commanded you to do. Um, yeah, and that stress is, is real. Like, people don't understand that. Like, I've never experienced my wife be so stressed out. And so, so, so... 
just overwhelmed. I guess that's that's a good one. Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. That's a good word. Overwhelmed. She was so overwhelmed. I've never seen my wife so overwhelmed. And those stresses from homeschooling um, spread out to, uh, you know, like how she feels during the day. Like um, when she's when it's time to cook, she doesn't feel like cooking. Like when it's time to do this, she doesn't feel like it because she's so stressed out. It was so stressful for her that it affected everything. Nah, man, look, I, I'm gonna keep it a hundred. When when those when those times came, when my wife felt overwhelmed. In my in my mind, I was like, man. Like, how much more do I have to pray for her to get it? But it wasn't her. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> it was me saying, it, it, it was me putting that pressure on her. Like, yo, like, we, we need to do the biblical thing and homeschool this kid. We need to do the biblical thing and you need to stay home. You, need, you know, and look, my wife, this year, just started working again. This year, after five years, after six years of being married, um, five years of not working. And we've been blessed. Blessed blessed I mean I'm not talking about just blessed financially I'm talking about like life is easier right now like in a good way like peace <laughs> we're both of us working yeah you feel me yeah absolutely so um I do want to get into this 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 scripture that most people go to in Deuteronomy so I'll read that for you guys um, it says Deuteronomy eleven nineteen. Uh, the scripture says, "You shall teach them as uh, you shall teach them to your children, talking to them when you are sitting in your house, and when you are walking by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise." That is, that is the part of scripture where I think people get like that is that's homeschooling right there. That is straight up telling you. That you have to homeschool your children. That scripture right there. Um, I just want to point out a couple things from the scriptures. Um, number one, um, in the context of this passage, it is talking about it is talking about God giving the law, and and also uh, all the faithful faithful things that that God did for His people. Um, so he was they're they're talking about they're talking about how how God parted the red the Red Sea for them many times in scripture um, God told the Israelites to set up altars and set up monuments for this reason so that when the kids grow up they could point and say mom dad what is this monument here and then you're like oh this is because God um, brought us from from slavery. He he uh, brought us from the Red Sea. Um, so in that context is where this scripture is talking about. So I've always thought of that. Like we take this scripture and we we say like this is homeschooling. This is telling you to specifically um, homeschool. And in a way, I guess you could make that argument, but I don't think it does justice to the to the actual text of what it's actually in context of. Because in the context, it is one of those moments where the Lord is telling the people to talk to their children about God's faithfulness and God's law all the time so they wouldn't forget. That's what it's talking about. That is what it's talking about. It is not specifically telling you 
your wife has to not work and you have to make be the breadwinner and she has to um, stay with your children every day. And I think also like, bro, we oftentimes we forget that this scriptures in the context, it, it does apply to your daily life and in all times, all generations, the scripture is applicable. Yes. But these are different times also like you have to take that in consideration too like when the scripture is talking about this like training up your children they did not have the things that we have like this whole system of public school whether you like it where you agree with it or don't like this way of life that 21st century americans have this is so foreign to all scripture that doesn't mean we can't apply principles from scripture but that does mean that this can be applied directly to our current context um, and stuff like this is is not you know can't be so dogmatic that's what i'm trying to say you just can't make it so dogmatic that is dope and that is good theology in your pocket that sure is that sure is <laughs> damn i feel like i'm doing the theology <laughs> no 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 you no, gotta do it bro <laughs> Now you're rocking it, bro. I mean, we, we we could also add the the the, the piece about um, <clears throat> Ephesians six, where where it says, "Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the in the discipline and instruction of the Lord." Um, people will use that as well, but let's 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 keep it a hundred. That's talking about um, the 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 when Paul's instructing the men, right, and, and, and then the families in the Ephesian church, and it starts with children obey your parents and the Lord for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, this is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, right, so this is counteract or, or, or counterpart to that. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, which we do often, right? Um, instead, right, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the lord right so so that's not a call to to homeschool your children that's a call to 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 teach them how to live godly lives as opposed yeah. to um giving into their anger that fathers often um provoke their children to yeah um, and so, to be real that that text doesn't even apply to you unless you, if you were to take that as a homeschool passage directly, that wouldn't even apply to most fathers that homeschool because the father isn't the one that's homeschooling. It's the mother. Hey, hey, so if you want to say hey. directly, directly that that is your duty, uh, brother, that is your duty right there. Unless you're a stay at home dad, you can't do that. And that would be weird to some people. Yeah, and that'd be weird. Not I know stay-at-home dads. Like I know faithful, godly stay-at-home dads. Straight up, I know specifically in my mind. I know one brother in my church. His wife is like a nurse, and she makes good money. And he, I, he worked in the hospital too, but she makes so much money that he could stay home and be with the kids. Yep. And that and he's a, and, and he's still a godly man. And he's still a brother in the faith and he's still faithful and I wouldn't downplay that brother and I wouldn't 
say anything to him because he's doing his job. That's really awesome. Yeah. So goals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Dumb. you know, not not a lot of people would like that, but that's and he goes to my church, you know. Um, that's that's the brother right there, you know, and um, praise God for that, you know. Praise the Lord. All right, so. Now that you heard our ensemble of thoughts on homeschooling or not, make sure that you subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, like for Christ Equal Duda on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. And don't forget to call us at 775-391-0704 and tell us what's your beef. And you might get on the show. Hey, yo, hey. Oh, but oh, wait, wait, one more thing, one more thing. I need single brothers to hit the line. Stop playing 775-391-0704. Single brothers only. Thank you. Praise God. <laughs> uh, you don't have to do that. I promise you, you don't, you do not have to do that. I'm very satisfied in the Lord right now and what he's doing. He is doing a work in me, okay? Um, I don't have time to be entertaining anything right now and i don't have time for this so with that being said goodbye we'll see you next episode (laughs) hey you know what wait you're talking about single i want i want the ladies that listen to our podcast yes hit up the voicemail because thank you that's what i want so it's cool because the first voicemail Uh, we got was from lauren's aunt so Let's keep that uh, trend going. And the next voicemail I want from a lady lady. listener. Yeah, from a sister. Please, yes. That would be really awesome to have the ladies come on here. So. Yeah. So. So. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of For Christ Cultura. We love you and we'll see you uh, in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Peace. Peace. Bye. Yeah. Rappers really don't want beef with me. Trust me, I can beat you easily. Suckers get DDT. I've been swinging for the fences since I was in Little League. I'm at the nut like a guillotine. Ooh, Lex and Hughes with the verses. Hook something like a Reno. Baby girl, I ain't got time to chase you. I've been chasing dreams. Whoa, I'm going crazy like I'm daylight. Yeah, I'm a crossover game. AI, yeah. We be skipping over all of your verses just like the CD wouldn't play right. Yeah, I already know if the beat is bananas. It's only right that I can wait on it. Yeah, it ain't a day that I ain't in here working. I promise it's coming. And just wait on it, ayy Homie, I'm not with the figury, ayy I turn the studio with beggary, yeah The contracts be looking like slavery, yeah Got no time to hang like the drapery